Hey, welcome to Shy's Corner. I'm Shy, the host. Basically, by myself, I am a 26-year-old African-American gay male. I have a degree in journalism. Don't want to talk about it because right now I'm in a verge of a crossroad of my life. Where I don't know what I want to do with that right now. But basically, the podcast, Shy's Corner, be most likely we're going to talk about different aspects as far as entertainment, lifestyle choices, and, you know, Things above and other things that, you know, make us who we are as people. I had a conversation with recently a great author by the name of Mercy B, who's here with me. <laughs> and we were talking about the lifestyle changes and lifestyle choices, rather, of the homosexuality and things like that. And she asked a lot of great questions. I was like, oh, let's put it on a podcast and let's see, you know, am I the only one feeling like this? Basically, what the podcast is about. <laughs> Basically, the podcast is about is like the a- whole expression. Um, I was born gay. I really have a question about that. I really just I want to know: Is it really possible to be born gay? I know some people say it's not, but you know, I think that straight out the gate. A lot of people knew, like, they preferred the same sex. And it's true, I never liked women. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Like, I never liked women. I never had an attraction to women. I never thought of a woman in a sexual way or fantasy because I just felt like women stink to me. (laughs) (laughs) And no offense because I have great friends who are women. I just feel like they're stink. Like, I'm like... I'm a woman. (laughs) You know, but it's like a woman has so many things that's going on there. And I'm just like, that's a lot to deal with. Like, from the day I was born, when I realized that I could talk, that I can remember and things like that. When I was in elementary school, I never wanted a girlfriend. I never was physically or sexually attracted to a girl. And I'm not, my, some of you might be saying, well, if your dad was young, it was your influence, what you grew up with. I have a brother, same household, a year and 10 months under me. He's straight as an arrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And we did everything together from play sports and all that. My best friends in my neighborhood, my cousins, we all play sports. But I never liked women. And it's, you can be born gay. And you might look like, ah, that's kind of crazy. But it is because some people are born to never have a sexual attraction to, women. to a woman. To I understand. Women. I understand. And I would have never actually believed it because I think that your surrounding your situations and your circumstances sometimes conform you to be a certain type of person and a lot of times I get the whole situational homosexuality where people are homosexuals literally because they've almost been forced into the lifestyle where they were maybe molested as children or they're in a situation where um, maybe they see a bunch of homosexuality and they think that that's the way that life works, you know, with the same sex. Or it's a lot of other di- a, a lot of other contributions that can lead to a life of homosexuality. But knowing you for our entire <laughs> lives, I'm like, um, maybe that is true. It hasn't been a point in my life that I've known you that I've questioned whether you liked women. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it is true. Maybe, not maybe. It has to be true. Like, I've, I, I used to not <laughs> be able to say that you could be born gay. But now, just when I think about it, I really do think that you could be born gay. Um, so just to piggyback off what we've already said, I have a few questions that I do want to uh, ask you, which I hope aren't pointless since we've already kind <laughs> right. of told you guys what the podcast is about. But um, I just want to know how long have you been gay? It started back in eighteen. No, <laughs> but no. Like I said, like, honestly, I can recall a time in second grade, and it might sound crazy that, and it's perverted to me now, and it, you know, <laughs> but I was young, now like, you found some yeah, soul searching. I went to my elementary school, I'm not going to tell the elementary school name, whatever, but it was a, a diverse elementary school, and, and like, lunchtime, it was like bathroom breaks in second grade. Like, you know, you had to go to the bathroom with the boys. It was, like, very crazy because I had, like, three dudes, quote-unquote straight dudes. And to the day, we still talking. They're married now. Mm-hmm. And we we're friends. Like, they used to hunch on me. What? In second grade. But it wasn't take the pin-pin out the pants or anything. It's yeah, like, it was you rubbing. Like, yeah, you rubbing. And I used to be like, wow, like, okay. Like, <laughs> you like that's it? That's cute. Yeah. It, it, I'm like, okay, that's cute or whatever. And it was crazy because it was, I remember like it was yesterday and I was in my second grade teacher class and I adored her. And all the girls, it was like this one pretty girl in the classroom and she used to always sit by me. And I was like, why is she sitting by me? Like, girl, ain't nothing going to happen. I was like, ain't nothing going to happen. We can't do anything together. It was like <laughs> all the little second grade minion boys like tried to talk to her and was like, I want to be her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. They tried to sit by her at lunch and she used to always sit by me. Yeah. It came to a point where, where the boys started talking to her to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like the role reverse. Like, and they used to come to me like, oh my God, Rashad, like, I want you. I don't want her. No, and I was like, we in second grade. Like now, I'm thinking about like, oh my god, like we are so young. And I was like, <laughs> the hell is wrong with these Negroes? <laughs> now you think about it, it's funny now because they are married, have kids, you know, and I don't yeah. expect them to be like that because you try things when you're younger. Yeah, you really do. And mm. I was just like, oh, okay. And when you see her now, she's a lesbian. Oh, really? So I'm like, the roles have reversed. I'm like, oh. Girl, do you? But yeah. I ain't want to do you. But. That's probably why you guys were so close, like, kind of, because she, knew she probably it. felt it, you know? Yeah, she, she knew, even without it. telling me, I think she probably felt like, okay, I can trust and confide in him. Mm-hmm. And me and her still talk today. We're not best friends, but we still yeah. talk and communicate, make sure everything is okay. And that was, like, the weirdest experiment, like, of yeah. all. yeah. So you, um, I want to know at what point, like, were you old enough to actually question your sexuality? Because in second grade, like you're saying, it's just a thing that you're trying. So at what point did you know, like, it's not just a phase. I, I like, I like men. I like I, guys. Like I was saying, I had already knew. Yeah. When I transferred from the elementary school to middle school, that's when I realized I was like, this ain't going away. <laughs> in my sixth grade year, I was on a track team in middle school. I was on a track team, whatever. And I was in the dressing room, and I was like, I don't want to get undressed in front of these boys. Like, I would go to the other, to the girls' room. You know how snow was made. 
Yeah. It's fine. You know how snow was made yeah. and it was a dressing room and it was a bathroom. I would get dressed in the, the restroom. I'm like, I don't want to go over there with them boys. Like, nah. Yeah. And I remember one of my coaches kept saying, oh, you got to come in here and change or shout out. I was like, no, I just take that bill <laughs> for the day. Like, but I started <laughs> doing it because I didn't want the boys to look at me because I was like, yeah. I was unco- I was like, well, I know I'm already gay. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable around me. Y'all, okay. Yeah, that's understanding. But when I tell you, <laughs> I'm lucky I have I have had that support uh-huh. as as a gay male. A gay male. So that leads into my next question. Um, I'm gonna put two questions in one because it's kind of the same thing. How was your coming out experience, and how did your family um, uh, react to you coming out? Kind of is what I'm trying to say. Was there some support behind it? Or was it just, um, I don't know, any nose turned up or? Like... It, it better make no nose turned up for <laughs> hell, like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, this ain't your life. Like, no. It's actually crazy because I never forget. My dad hated. My dad hated gay people. And you can attest for that life. <laughs> The dads hate gays, and you know what? I hate to say this, but I be thinking that God is like, okay, you're you not supposed to hate my children. My Come on. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit you where it hurts. Hurt. So I'm I kind of think that, that a lot of men that hate gay people, their sons, and, and let, let me change that. They don't hate gay people. It's gay men yeah. that they hate. So they hate that, and God sends them this um different child you know so they sent them a really good gift wrapped in pink cloth so, uh, <laughs> but yeah like when i was younger my dad used to always man stop all that gay faggotry shit and i was like what are you talking about that was me like i didn't know i was doing this being me because my mom never said nothing about it my granny never said nothing about it i'm just like i was doing me and at the time i always said i was like okay he don't like it. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't fighting for his attention no way because it's like, no, if you knew me, you'd be like, girl, he ain't no better than me. Like, he's, he's yeah. there. I'm here. And that was crazy because my grandmother on my dad's side, his mother, used to always say, when I die, I'm going to give for shot all my pearls and furs, like the first yeah. coat and Louis bag. And I was like, grandma, I don't want that. Like, girl, no, nah, I'm not that. You know, yeah. she was like, no, because... I know you'll cherish it, you'll take care of it. And they used to make him so mad. He was to the point like, why you gonna give him that now? We gonna pun it. Like yeah. that. And she was like, I'm gonna give it to him because he's gonna take care of it. And I used to always laugh and trip about that. But we're gonna take it back for a minute. I told my mother when I was ninth grade, I was at White Station. That was my first time that actually having a conversation with her because the day it was, I can remember the day like yesterday, I didn't stay with my mom when I was in high school. My first two years, I stayed with my cousin by the school I went to. She, my mom used to pick me up from school, take me home, blah, day, blah, day, blah, day. And what happened was, I don't think you all remember, but here in Memphis, we had a cricket. Mm-hmm. And it was a Kyocera phone with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had one, the Kyocera raised. I had it. And that time, um, that whole summer, I was talking to this guy who went to... Houston High School. Uh-huh. He's in 10th grade. I was in 9th grade. And me and I was talking to come, um, conversating. We met through a mutual friend. 
And for some reason, that whole day, like, we was texting back and forth. And for some reason, my mom picked me up. <laughs> I put the phone in the dresser. Because I was like, I don't want her to read my messages. And she was there cleaning my room and folding the clothes up in my cousin's house. And she got the phone. We didn't have locks on the phone back then. Yeah. And she read the messages. And she ran there. She was like, she was crying. And I was like, girl, what you crying for? Like, she was like, you got something you want to tell me? I was like, no. Because I didn't know that she found the phone. So she was like, well, I went through the phone and um, a guy was saying that he really liked you and he never met someone who was on his level. And I was like, first of all, I felt, girl, you being nosy. Valid. Like mm-hmm. that. And I told I said, girl, you real nosy. Like, if you know me, I talk to him, I'm like, girl, you know the girl going on with all that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. And she was just like, she cried for like two hours. Oh, Like, wow. she was crying. And I was in there and I was like, to make her feel good, I was like, I don't like boys. It was just something I was doing. I was just, you know, doing it to make him feel good. I was trying to uplift himself, you know, uplift him and his self and whatever. Make him feel like something. And she was like, okay, okay. And what happened was we got in the car and we had drove to the Kroger on summer. Because that's on the summer or whatever. And we was in the car. We was talking. She was just like, if you are gay, it's okay because... The gays are the smartest. They make sure everything get done, and they're they're basically well rounded individuals. Yeah. And I was like, "Girl, I ain't gay, girl. Just keep up from crying." <laughs> she was just like, "Just be careful out here if you want to have sex." Like when she went to the sex thing, I was like, "Girl, only if you knew." Like we ain't doing that yet. Like yeah, I, I, ain't, I ain't thought about that. Like <laughs> I was like a real female back in the day. Like now, nah, until I get married, you are gonna bust this cherry. That was just me. But I was like, well, girl, I'm not gay. I was like, it was just a phase or whatever. And she's like, okay, okay. So time progressed or whatever. Time went through there. That was my ninth grade year. My 11th grade year, I ended up coming back home to stay with my grandmother. And i never forget, it was this guy named JJ I was cool with. And at the time, it's fine, girl. <laughs> she had trained it in. So <laughs> it was a guy named JJ I was cool with. And by the time... um. My 10th grade year, this happened in 11th grade, but my 10th grade year, I met a dude, my first boyfriend, named Mike. Mm-hmm. I was in love with that boy. <laughs> like, he was like, Obviously. he was like everything far as from the, he was a man. He had a, what I consider a man back then because I didn't really know what a man was. He was everything from what I was, I kind of grew up to, used to my neighbor. He had the goals. He yeah. so dope. He had a nice BMW. He was just, Everything I want, and we both were in the same grade. Yeah. So, me and him started talking. So, 11th grade year, something happened. Me and JJ ended up getting into it. He called my grandmother. My oh. great-grandma. He was just like, tell your um, grandson that he need to leave Michael alone because Michael never stopped messing with me. <laughs> and by this time, me and Michael was in there for like a year. And we, I knew that JJ was delusional because he was my friend. Like, he thought that Mike wanted him. But Mike was like, nah, we can't. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm, me and Rashad together. Yeah, you cool. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, or whatever like that. And I didn't forget, I walked in the house. This like 2.15. Like, two, I'm walking in the house after school. And my grandma was like, well, Rashad is gay. That's his business. And you're not going to whoop his ass. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. that, like, whatever. <laughs> like that. And he just started trying to go off or whatever. But to sum everything up, my family was very cool, especially on my mom's side. It was my dad who had a whole problem with it. 
I really didn't care that he had a problem with it because I felt like, A, if you hate something so much, like Mercy said, I always felt that God would put something in your life to make you change your opinion yes. and your thoughts about that situ- mm-hmm. situation at hand. But it was crazy. I never, and I, I'm thankful because I never got picked on or bullied mm-hmm. for my sexuality. I know people that I'm friends with used to get talked about and bullied and made cry. And I was like, bitch, you're not going to stand up for yourself. I think it's more so because you've been yourself like, you never tried to be somebody else. Or you never tried to make anyone think that you weren't gay. Like, it was always just there. So, when you never had... I, what we're saying right now, you never really had to come out of the closet. It was already, already there. It was already there. So, the transition was easy. Well, it really wasn't even a transition. It was just easy. Like, it was more so, you're open with it now. Uh, so, I think that's why people didn't give you any any uh, hardship yeah because of it because it was just always there like you just some like you just sometimes you just know and i respect i respect it because it's always been you You, no one has ever had to question it no you've never been in denial it's never been anything like that like you've always just been you and and that makes it easier to deal with that makes it easier for people to understand like oh He's been that way. That's been him, you know, or that's him. You've grown up, and they—that's who they know you to be. Yeah. So when they know, like, that's just you. That's like a person being big or overweight their whole life. Like, um, people don't like really expect anything different from them. But if somebody is skinny and they grow to be big, people what they're like, girl, you didn't blow it up, you know, you. Getting big, you know, they <laughs> try to they, make them feel bad. Like, yeah, they making them bad. feel bad. So it's more so, it's more like that. But if they've been big since, like little small children, a, a child, small child, it's more like oh, they're used to it. They're used to them being big or whatever. So um, yeah, I'm glad that you you didn't have to deal with those uh, problems. You didn't have to deal with that uh, bullying and things of that nature. And a it's funny that you said that because <laughs> I'm now thinking about it. I was to take it back. It was it really wasn't a bullying. I don't think it was far. It was more of a miscommunication between mm-hmm. a group, a person who I dare not to name, and another person. So as you all know, I went to a school that I didn't know nobody. Yeah, White Station was out of my comfort zone. I went to a whole different school instead of going to the neighborhood school or the school that the middle school assigned to. So when I first got there, I was became associates with a a young girl mm-hmm. at the time, whatever. And I just thought she was the sweetest girl. Like, me and her used to, you know, we'll walk home after school together, and my mom would pick me up. You know, we'd be end up coming close. And out of nowhere, like, I started getting, like, calls. Mm-hmm. And, like, death threats almost. And I was like, where is this coming from? I don't know nobody from the school. And I come to find out that she was basically going around and telling Certain individuals and certain boys that I liked them. Oh wow! And had a crush on them. Keep in mind, everybody loves me. When it comes to my personal life, I'm very kind of quiet about it. I'm like, oh okay, like yeah, yeah, you do you, whatever. So I didn't know that. And she was playing both sides. She was like, I don't know who could be telling people you like them because you don't talk to nobody. But and the whole time her. it was her. But I'm saying how God he works in a serious way. <laughs> come to find out, it was her. And at the time. 
I was like, oh, she doing this? I'm like, okay, cool. But see, God, I'm like ugly because then I hate to put this on anybody, but now she's going through so much in her life that she has something she can't get rid of. Because she was messing with a homosexual man. A homosexual man? Oh, my God. So that's why I try not to judge people and, and talk better people. You never know what situation you can be in. Mm-hmm. So as much as, like, I can see that karma because of the fact, like, you tried to make my high school life a living hell, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And now you're dealing with something you can't get rid of. So now you like, okay, girl, yeah, what I'm doing with my life. But, girl, I'm praying for you, honey. I make sure, hope you everything's okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, like, yeah, understood. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. I, I, well, you're going to go on my podcast in just a second. So we may as well get that out of the way. <laughs> we may as well get that out of the way. So um, Rashad will be featured on Lord Have Mercy, um, which is on iTunes right now. So I'm a jet and let him finish up with you guys. Well, that's really it. I mean, it was it was an interesting topic because coming from. I did this like three times trying to figure out what we are going to talk about. And it, it was like very easy. Thank you guys for joining. I'm going to try to get to you at least once a week or maybe twice a week, depending on my work schedule. Keep my keep me in your prayers. I just landed a good government job. About time, honey. You know. Because yeah. <laughs> I was stressed out. I was tired of making cakes, you know. But thank you for joining. And thank you. And make sure you subscribe to Shaw's Corner. Thank you so much.